This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. Good morning, San Diego. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRT. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross and George Allman. Mark Mahady is on assignment. I guess we could say that. Yes, we can. And just a quick spoiler alert. Spoiler alert if you're paying attention to NC2A basketball and have, do not know the score of the SDSU. Let, let's not talk about it, please. Okay. <laughs> oh. Um, that's where Mark is. Yeah. Well, no, he's in Colorado. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what he's doing, and yeah. Good morning. So, good morning. Happy good morning, guys. Happy yeah. first Happy. day of spring. Did you notice the moon this morning? No, I did not. I couldn't see it. Well, either could I. It was but it was drizzly at my it house. Was, it it wasn't drizzly, but it was overcast. But by the time I got to about the main gate at Miramar, it was it was pretty drizzly. Yeah. Oh, it, it was yeah. drizzling. I was having heavy drizzle at my house. Well, it was I did, dusting. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's enough to really water anything. No, but, but, absolutely not. No, but what no. it will do is whatever moisture is in the soil, it's going to leave it there for a little while longer. And it'll allow the snails to spend and, more time on your plants today. Again this morning, <laughs> I think it was warmer when I got up this morning than when I went to bed last night. Yeah, it was 58 in Poway this morning. So it was very, very balmy. Bad. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Well, it's I, spring. We're three hours into spring. Three Already. hours, two, 2.37, 337, 4, 5, 6, 7, 6. I think that's four. Well, we haven't reached. Oh no, it's three yet. and a half. Right. Okay. Whatever. We're well into spring. Well into it. Been out in your so, garden already. Happy spring, everybody. Enjoy it, your overcast drizzle and the moon that was not there. And from the number of people that have been in the stores, you would have thought that spring had hit a in few January weeks ago, <laughs> a few weeks ago. Um, it it's been it's been very busy, uh, which is good. Yes, I, I complain about it on a regular basis, but it's wonderful to see all the new faces out shopping and participating. And most of the people that are shopping and participating are focusing on our passion. Fruits and vegetables. Edibles. Edibles. Yep. And you know what? As far as, as far as vegetables are concerned for this season, the growers were on it. I mean, the selection of stuff that we have in the stores right now is, I don't, I can't remember a time when we've had, this much stuff uh, with this much variety this early in the season. It, it's absolutely amazing. We have incredible selection of tomatoes, incredible selection of peppers, everything. We have, the, we have a lot of the peppers up. that we typically don't get till much later in the season when it warms up a bit. Yeah, the the super hot peppers. The we have a, the, the stupid hot peppers. <laughs> We we have a, an amazing selection of those right now, and we and David, you and I were talking about it before we came on the air. The strawberry selection that we have right now, best I've ever seen. Yeah, it, it's it it's really really amazing, and we have strawberries in four inch and six packs. We 
we have one-gallon strawberries from Monrovia, which I typically would never have bought a one-gallon strawberry before. But, but the ones from, the ones from Monrovia yeah. are, just, <laughs> are just absolutely gorgeous. And we even have strawberry pots already planted and ready to go for you to take home and stick on your patio. Do you remember I told you guys a few weeks ago I bought some strawberries and took them home? No. It was two or three weeks ago. Anyway, I did this week plant them. <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> yes. I, I put some in a window box and some in a hanging basket. Were they uh, June-bearing or ever-bearing? I have, I think they are ever-bearings. I have Albion and, and, and of the other variety that I wasn't going to get, but the plants were so much bigger and prettier than everything else. I'm not sure if it was Camarosa. I know I have Albion because that has been researched and beaten, and that has to be one of them. And then the other one is the other one, and I don't know what it is. Well, there's a lot of variety, so there it is. could be anything. My well, parent, my parents used to go up to the pick your own strawberry fields up in Carlsbad. I don't know if those are, are those. Still I think there? it's still there. Is it just still north there? of the the, the Auto Mall and yeah, on the north end of like that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and they had they grew some of the best strawberries I think I've ever tasted, but I can't remember what. I can't remember what variety they were. Is was I, it Seascape? I, I don't, can't remember if it was Seascape or Chandler. I don't remember. They, but Chandler's they, supposed to be super, have a super flavor. That may, maybe they were Chandlers. I don't know, but that was a. However, that was any, always a big thing. Who's going to walk out into their garden, pick a beautiful berry that has not been eaten by pill bugs or sow bugs, and then taste it and say, "Oh, that's not very good." It's not as good as the Chandler, or that's not yeah, as good. Yeah. And I I agree. So when people ask what's the best tasting, I say pretty much anything you grow in your the garden. The one that's right, right. Yeah, they uh, were starting. There's there's blooms on all of them. They were. I got a couple of six packs, and they've just been sitting there. I've been watering them every day, but finally, I took the time to to plant them and and put them in the sun. And I watered this morning because I knew that drizzle wasn't going to be enough. You must listen to the radio show and, I learn, do. and learn these things. I do. And I actually pay attention sometimes, except for the times when I'm not paying attention. Um, you know, on a totally the, separate note, yes. walking up my driveway this morning, almost every one of my citrus trees now is in a different stage of bloom. They, they're all different by a few weeks, but almost everything has beautiful new growth and blooms on them now, regardless of the type of tree. And, the and bees, it's fragrant. The bees have been, oh yeah, it's yeah. wonderful. And my yeah. my macadamia is dripping with the catkins. Is that what they're called? The flower spikes? I guess it could be called that. Um, they haven't opened yet, so I'm probably a few weeks away from that. But they're there. And I had one branch come out off of the tree over the driveway fairly high, and I left it because I was having a vision of the flowers dripping, you know, dropping right. down mm-hmm. over across my driveway, and it's high enough that I can drive under it. And sure enough, there are flower spikes on that. I'm very excited about it. It's a beautiful tree when it's in bloom, and it's fragrant. It, yes. I, it's a, I, I, I think macadamias are, are very underutilized in San Diego. I'm so Agreed. proud of you. I thought you were going to say overrated. Oh, I thought no. you were on a bad I, I thought he was going to say that, no. and, they, and they taste terrible. They taste I don't like know, dirt. why would you eat it's that? One, it's, one, it's, it's, one of my, it's one of my favorite nuts I mean, in, in and they're easy to grow. I mean, other they're, than other than rats, they're they're, they're super no, there easy are no to grow. Pest. It's a it's a it's a nice it's a nice looking tree. It's not 
a not a huge water hog, and once they get going, they they produce like crazy. They do. They do. They, yeah. I they, I don't I I honestly don't know why there's not a bigger. Well, it's probably because property is so expensive. Why there's not a bigger uh, macadamia industry per, industry in in San Diego? I I don't I don't know why it. I don't know whole, I don't know how Hawaii got got that distinction unless maybe it's just because of all the natural rainfall that it makes it super easy to grow them over there but it it's a it's a fantastic tree um not the fastest growing thing in the world but they they grow relatively well and like I said they 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 produce they produce like crazy I had I had one in my front yard when I lived in Claremont it was a little smaller than the majestic beauty Raphaelipus that we have in the parking lot, but that thing would produce a, a brown a brown paper grocery bag of nuts every year. I mean, it it was amazing how much that thing would produce. Does this be a grocery bag that would be like ten boxes that you might move things in that much weight? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it was like. Um, it, they are very productive and they're excellent. It's a wonder. It is a wonderful nut, it, and I'm well, just I mean, surprised besides, that we all agree here. Yeah. And if Mark were here, he would be agreeing with us as well because yeah. I know he likes his macadamias. Yeah, he had a he had a big one in his he had a big tree in his backyard in um, Claremont. See, yeah. Did you now is yours maintained as a tree or more as a shrub or a little of both? No, it's a tree. It's okay. a big tree, and it. Back when I got it, it was when actually Barbara. Barbara bought that tree for us when we moved into the new house. And it was one of the first trees I planted. And it, it was when we were getting those enormous 15 gallons from Durlings. They don't do them anymore. Um, and it is now a 15 to 20 foot tall tree. It is probably 10 or 15 feet across. It goes from my driveway to over the neighbor's fence. It's a big tree and I do a lot of cutting on it. Um, it's, it also was how I met my, parents neighbor i was up oh. trimming and the leaf came back and slapped me in the eye and so i went to the doctor because i was having problems seeing um <laughs> and it was my parents neighbor was the doctor who said it's go. already beginning to heal and you're fine and go, go away go, but then go. i went and I, I didn't know he was my parents neighbor and we started talking about macadamias and i went and troubleshot his macadamia which i don't think was getting enough water oh they they do well. They do weller. They'll survive with with a, not a, not a lot of water. However, to be productive, they need a good amount of water to be yes. productive. Not not well less than other fruit trees, right. less than citrus, less than most trees. But with a little bit more water, they do much better. And so this tree has just thrived because it's between two citrus trees. <laughs> and we had we had just gotten some. Macadamias. I don't know if we have any. We left. we do. I saw them yesterday. We yeah. have some Kate's, I think, Kate right? and Beaumont seedlings. But we we'll, we had more Kate's than Beaumonts. But we did seedlings. And the same guy we got those from is going to have grafted versions, which will fruit earlier. But the grafted versions are two or three months away. But we have seedlings of both in the store right now. Kate and Kate's the smaller one. It's about the size of a nickel, isn't it? Because I, I thought I thought Beaumonts were about the size of a quarter. I think so, and it also has something to do. Well, mine aren't. I guess in the 
the nuts are themselves are not that big in the in the shells in when the they husk, still have that right. green husk on. Yeah. Them, uh, they're that probably close to a quarter, but they have the less sharp leaves, the less spiky <laughs> leaves. I think they those leaves are spiky. And I have a tendency to go barefoot, which that's kind of problematic even for my feet. And um, probably a little known fact that they're actually in the protea family. We had that discussion once when I said I didn't like I think we any, did. any proteas, and David said, you like one of them. I said, okay, fair enough. I do like the macadamia nut. I don't remember you saying you didn't like proteas. They're, they're, yeah, they don't do anything for me. Oh. Proteas are to George. What beats are to Ken. <laughs> what beats, go. yes. There you go. I didn't okay. do well with That's those on enough. the on the standardized test. Did you guys do well with those? I, with what? Yeah, the, the, is is like or as to. Oh. Is to, yeah. I, I, huh? Huh? Okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, we've got some, we've got, got some semi-good news. Um, the seed potatoes finally arrived in Poway. Where? In, in Poway. Did San Diego get theirs? Not yet. When are they expecting theirs? I believe Monday. They're they're slated to come in Monday or Tuesday to San Diego. They were on a slower truck. San Diego's uh, much further away. It is. It is. And and they were coming from the north, so you have to almost drive through Poway yeah. to get to San Diego. And once they act- arrive, go ahead. They have to be inspected. So they're be available today in Poway and Monday or Tuesday in San Diego. We were fortunate. We were very fortunate enough. The um, ag department fit us in yesterday. We didn't think it was going to happen, but they came out and inspected and and cleared everything. So they're re- so they are ready. They will be ready to go today. So thank you very much to um, the department, Diego, department, county, department, county of Bureau of Weights and Measures, Department of Agriculture. That's it. Yeah, that's a lot. Well, that was of, easy for you to say, Ken. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, they came. They came in and cleared everything for us. So they the the seed potatoes will be available in Poway today. But San Diego, it's going to be. It will be Monday. And these are the organic ones that people have been waiting for. And it had something to do with the organic certification that held them up. That's part Is of the that reason. Is that what it was? There. Yes, that's interesting. It, it, that's what. Well, that's the story. Anyway. No, that's, that was the that's initial the, story. That's the story, and you're you're sticking sticking with it. to it. Okay. Uh, if you want to give us a call today, we'd love to talk to you. 888-344-1170 is the number. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, and we'll be back with more right after this break. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. To the garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. I didn't look the same, but it's all right. 
And we're back with more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross and George Allman. Mark has got the weekend off. Uh, I had mentioned the peppers, or the, the super hot peppers earlier. The San Diego store, this is just in San Diego, is having a pre-sale of selected varieties of hot peppers online. So you can you can go to the Walter Anderson Nursery uh, go to the Walter Anderson Nursery website, which is WalterAnderson.com. Make sure you spell it uh, S-E-N. And uh, you can go to the San Diego store's online store and pre-buy selected varieties of hot peppers and then go in and pick them up in the store when when they are available. Uh, we will have a lot of those varieties in the Poway store as well, but the online purchases are for San Diego only. And didn't I see... That they already have. Well, we both already have quite a few of the hot peppers, so we they're do. already filling those orders. That, I believe so. Uh, where we're available. Yeah, I so. like the the logo. Oh, the burning <laughs> wan. Yeah, the burning wan. That's yeah. that's very clever. Yeah. Is that your niece? I think so. Well yeah, done. I think so. Yeah, she did a nice job with that. Are um, we going to get T-shirts with those logos on them? They're supposed to be coming up. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pretty excited about that. The, if you want to, if you want to give us a call, eight 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 three four four eleven seventy is the number we would like to, like to talk to you. And we are going to go to Claremont and talk to Shirley. Good morning, Shirley. How are you? Hey, uh, very very well. And I appreciate your call, uh, gentlemen, very very much. Calling about fruit trees. We well, we we should be able to help you out with that. Okay, <laughs> I I live in the Bayhill area of Claremont. I moved in this house forty five at least 45 years ago, maybe longer. And when I moved here, there were two orange trees here. And they have produced beautifully, been beautiful trees all these years. And uh, then uh, probably about um, 30 years ago, 30 or 35 years ago, I planted two grapefruit trees. Absolutely beautiful. These trees have been uh, prolific, They've been wonderful trees, healthy, however, comma. The last two years or so, they've been dying. And I wonder, is there a lifespan to fruit trees? Typically on citrus, no. Not how that I'm how aware. old is the original Washington Naval up in Riverside? Oh, it's well over 100 years yep. old, I believe. Well, because this happened, and when it happened was when they, uh, they put in a fence between me and my neighbor. The most common cause for problems is a lack of water. And when the, we, people start conserving water, that created problems. If the fence uh, dug through roots, that could have damaged the tree and set it back. If well, that's it, what I think it did because I noticed it. Uh, I, I have a watering system for my trees, and so they got sufficient water, and they've been so prolific. All these years they've been so prolific. I have two grapefruits and two oranges, and I had one lemon tree. So... The lemon tree died, uh, and then the other trees, I noticed, began losing leaves. Every, all year long, I have to get out there and keep breaking leaves because all the leaves are off the trees. They're still producing some fruit, but they're not healthy trees anymore. And it happened at the time the fence was put in. So try mulching them, try watering more, and then I would also add a dose of horticultural oil because sometimes if they get scale, 
the scale is taking more energy out of the tree than you can replace, um, even with proper watering. And that's how we met, was it Larry from Oceanside? I believe so, yeah. And we saved his lemon tree with horticultural oil. So Horticultural oil, yes, you have that in your store? We do. The, the Monterey horticultural oil is the brand that I would use for this, for this issue. And as long as your tree isn't in in or close to full bloom, then go ahead and do it now. If you are in, in full bloom or close to it, then wait until it's done and then spray it with the oil. Well, now, full, I don't know what you call full bloom. Mine, mine uh, I have been producing uh, fruit, uh, but the, uh, the, I did notice the grapefruit trees. Uh, I noticed they have little teensy tiny uh, blossoms on them. You know. Oh, okay, have the, buds, have the buds opened up yet? No, they haven't opened up yet. Okay, I just so noticed them when I was out there. I go out there every day. They're right beside my house. I go out there every day, and I say a prayer for them. And uh, I noticed that they have the little teensy tiny, uh, little tiny like uh, like pearls on them. Okay, well then up. wait wait until they, they get done blooming. Then at this point, sounds is like there, they're is there a way close. to save them? Is there? I've never had them shed. They shed leaves all year long. I have to go out there every couple of weeks and and rake the leaves. There's so many leaves have fallen so, off the trees. Know, I would be curious if if they if when they put this fence up, what, was that tree possibly getting additional water from your neighbor's yard and they severed no, some it, of the roots? No water at all. No water at all for my neighbors. Okay. No. Okay. So oh. mulch, water more, feed, and spray and with horticultural oil. Uh, I would use either Grow Power or one of the organics, which in addition to feeding the tree will also feed the soil and help with the, what kind of activity in the soil, George? The microbial activity, increase the soil health. So so when was the last time you fertilized? Uh, I usually fertilize them about twice a year. I would up that a little bit. And then you increase the mulch under there, it'll increase the microbial activity. You add the organic fertilizer or the Grow Power fertilizers, which will help um, be a catalyst for that activity and help what's in the soil become available to your plants and then water them. How often did you water them last summer? Oh, I, I, used, to, I used to water them uh, weekly. Okay. And, and do that again this year, but maybe longer, a little bit longer with that once a week than you've done in the past and over a wider area than you've done in the past. I think if you okay. try those things, your trees will come back and be the trees you remember. For oh, you once again. Now you say increase mulch. What? What? Uh, where do I get mulch? I think we have some at Walter Anderson Nursery. Get a couple of big harvest bales, E.B. Uh-huh. Stone big harvest bales. They have uh, composted organic matter in them. They have bat guano. They have worm castings. They've got chicken yeah. manure chicken in them. Manure. They've got all sorts of good stuff to help the trees. Okay. Put a layer of that. I don't, I don't want to lose them. I don't want them to die. And I go out there where it used to be solid shade. I go out there, and it was just an arbor of shade. And now I'm seeing mostly sky. That's so sad. Well, the other oh, thing. It breaks my heart. It breaks the, my heart every day. So I, when I heard you this morning, I thought, okay, fine. I'm going to call and tell you. I'm breaking my heart. I'm, I, I live alone. And those trees, I go by them, and I say a prayer for them every morning. I love those trees. They've been there the whole time I've been in this house. The uh, grapefruit trees have it. I planted the grapefruit trees myself. But the orange trees were here. And they've always been so prolific. I used to give all the fruit to the Salvation Army. Every year, I get all the fruit, and I give it to the Salvation Army. The other thing that I would do... If you come into the store, like I said, you you should you're you're going to need some horticultural oil, which we do which we do sell, and that's a, that's a spray that you spray onto the tree. Um, okay. You and as far as the mulch is, spray it through 
through the hose. You put that on the end of the yep. Comes through right. the hose. Atta- yep, it attaches to the end of the hose, and you just spray the tree down um, and and soak the whole thing. But you and okay. the and the big harvest bale. Also, take take some pictures of the trees uh-huh. on your phone. Bring uh-huh. those into the store, and then bring a bring a small branch um, into the store as well, and we can take a look and see exactly what's going on there, and make sure that we can get you on the right track. Oh, you guys are great! I will do that. Thank you so okay. very much. Okay, uh, thank you. Made my day. Okay, thanks for thank the call. Take, uh, bye. Take care. Um. It's it's unfortunate, and it's the old. I, I like this. This is my other post hoc ergo propter hoc fallacy. Just because A preceded B, the fence, does not mean A caused B. It right. may be because right. of the fence. It but, may be, right. it, especially if it was if it was like a block wall fence where they had to dig a trench, dig a footing, right. dig a footing for yeah. it. Then that could very well be but, what happened. But we've seen we've seen cases where uh, trees have their their root systems go into the neighbor's yard, and they've got a flower bed there, and they're getting additional water from their sprinklers. You know, we didn't ask her if she got rid of a lawn and replaced it with a fake lawn recently, because a lot of times when that happens, all of the surrounding plants lose their sources of of water of additional waters and, <laughs> and the and the and the main plant that loses its source of water is the tree that they have planted in the lawn in the that lawn. they didn't take out <laughs> i right. i can't tell you how many times i have seen seen that happen um the other thing that happens too with um artificial turf that i have noticed if they if they do have a if they do have a lawn tree there a lot of times the roots will come up to the surface looking for looking for water and then you see that you can actually see the roots underneath the artificial turf, looking for water in all the wrong places. And I, have, I, have a, I have a friend of mine who's in my Rotary Club who lives in lives in Poway. He had a couple of big, um, he had a couple of big Podocarpus gracilliers in his front yard, lawn trees, and he took out his lawn and put in put in artificial turf. Um. And he made sure that the that the trees had had water, so the tree the trees weren't a problem. But Podocarpus gracilia just naturally loses foliage, so he said, "I still have to go out and mow the artificial turf just to suck the the leaves, <laughs> the, the, the leaves up off." Well, you know, the artificial turf does two things: it takes away the water source, but the artificial turf is going to be warmer than the mm-hmm. the the cool grass. The the wet right, moist right. soil is going to be much cooler, so it's going to take away a source of water. And then increase the need at the same time. Yeah, makes yeah. it a little warmer, so that the, the plants that are there require more more, more liquid. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I the the once a week she's she's right on with. I'm not, well, if she's using an adequate amount of water too, yeah. I mean, because yeah. a lot of people you know don't know, but people go and just do a cursory hose sprinkling and say I water <laughs> once a week. Yeah. No, it's. To water something like that, you need you need to soak it. Uh, you, 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 yeah, need, you need to put right. you need to put a good amount of water on and it and over a wider area and and over time that wider area that gets being wider. watered gets wider yeah. well you know david you've said this a lot sometimes when as trees are are growing and we get them through the you know fifth year sixth year seventh year and then all of a sudden they start to decline and people say i don't understand i've been doing the same thing but the, it, it, you know all of a sudden it's declining and you'll tell them that well you've given it enough to survive but not enough to thrive. Yeah. So it got through those stages while the leaves or the, the um, branch was, branches were smaller, smaller tree, smaller root zone. Now all of a sudden it's got this well, big lot- root zone, big tree. It needs a lot more care. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We'll be back with more right after this break. 
Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. The garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me, I didn't look the same. But it's all right now, I learned my lesson well. You see, you can't please everyone, so you got to please yourself. People came from and we're back. With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I am Ken Anderson along with David Ross and George Allman. Um, what are we going to talk about next? You know what? Let's go to the phones. We'll go talk to Rose up in Escondido. Good morning, Rose. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? I am well. What can we do for you? Well, you guys were talking about nuts, and I had a question about pecan trees. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in East County and there were a lot of volunteer pecan trees and a lot of the nuts were good, but half of them or maybe less than half did not have any nut inside of them. So I wanted to find out, do you guys sell pecan trees at your nursery? Generally, no. We can get them in in, in 15s, but we've been horrible failures at them bare root. Um, so we don't have any any live ones right now. Okay. Well, they seem to do pretty well in San Diego. Yes, they do. They do. Yes. Yeah. I, I have one out in Rancho Penasquitos. David, you have some. Some of them require pollinators. Right. So some of those seedlings might be varieties that need pollinators or just didn't get pollinated for whatever reason, which might be why okay. some of them are empty. It could also gotcha. be if nobody takes care of them and they just growed, uh, they just growed voluntarily. If they just volunteered <laughs> or grew voluntarily, um, they may need a little bit more than what they're getting. And more time. Well, half of the nuts are pretty darn good. So anyway, um, I have one more question if you have time. We certainly do. Okay, well, I'm not as lucky as you where all your stone fruit flowers are coming out in your orchard. Does it matter if I just fertilize everything right now? If they don't have anything coming out, does it matter? Should I wait till they start having some growth come out? If you are ready to water, you can go ahead and do it now. Or if we're going to have another rain or when we have our next rain, you could do it then. Uh, if you have late-blooming varieties, which hopefully those are late-blooming varieties and just not dead varieties that aren't going to come out, um, no, they're not. They're not dead. They're okay. Just, they're late. And just, what about uh, just wait? Tea, uh, wait for the uh, next okay. rain or the next need for water. Okay. Uh, last question is: What about stone fruit trees that never lost all their leaves? Um, what typically happens the next year? 
if they just didn't really lose everything because of this strange winter. You know, I will let you know later this summer. I have an apricot tree that kept foliage on it the whole time. It's about ready to drop, but it looks like it's going to drop as the new buds are are getting ready to open up. So I, I think that's what I've observed on mine that keep their leaves. They just as the new growth comes out, they just slowly fall off. The other thing that oh. the other thing that you that you can do too is if you're if you're good about dormant spraying, that will take care of pretty much any foliage that's left at the uh, end of the season. Okay. Well, I mean, I could just pick it off. I don't have to. But anyway, okay. does that do something else? That just puts it in a dormant state? No. It's getting it's, rid of the leaves? It, the tree's going to do what it's going to do, whether those leaves are still sitting right. there or not. If you are looking okay. for a make-work project and want to get out and... No. No, but thank you. Then, then just, <laughs> Very just, much. just leave it alone. Okay. Na- nature well, will take you. care you're of it. I'm part, pardon me? Nature will take care of it when the new growth oh, comes out. That's so comforting. This is almost like being in church. So <laughs> thank right. you guys. Thank you very much. You're very helpful. Okay. Thanks for the call. Have a great weekend. You're welcome. Thank you. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. If you'd like to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. So uh, um, a, a quick question here. You know, she had an aversion, it sounded like, to feeding because her plants were getting ready to flower or flower. And there there are some, that's a standing philosophy with a lot of folks they'll come in and say i was going to feed but my plant's about to flower you guys have been doing this for decades what where does that come from other than camellias why would you not feed if your plant's getting ready well with her trees they're dormant right they still haven't come out of dormancy so there's really no reason to feed and there's a uh, the likelihood of some waste of the fertilizer, some of the nitrogen may oh, no, have No, I agree gone, with them. Gone. So people, if they, if they start flying, people know. don't want to feed. I had a, a gentleman just two days ago asking me about citrus, but my citrus tree is blooming. Uh, are, I can feed it now? I said, absolutely. But right. it's blooming. Are you sure? Yes. I, I don't know where that came from. Well, I think that's a research project for George Allman. That's right up your alley. I was alley. asking two guys who've been doing this for a long, long time. I don't know. Well, we'll see if we can Mr. find Anderson? out. Mr. Anderson? I don't know. The only the only thing that I can think of that you don't want to, like you mentioned, that you don't want to feed when they're getting ready to bloom is camellias. That's the only one I'm, the I'm only aware one of. I'm aware of. Because I feed my trees whenever I'm I've, in the mood. You know, I like the way I feed when I think about it. And I've never given any second thought to feed, no, me not neither. feeding if it has because if with, in bloom. Because with citrus in particular, the blooms come out with new growth. You don't see, <clears throat> right. rarely do you see blooms on a citrus tree without foliage right there with it. And the deciduous trees, the stone fruits, they're blooming, and then that's followed by growth almost immediately. Um, that is one of the more wonderful processes that I, I it's you gorgeous. know. gorgeous. Yeah, it, it's wonderful. The trees, if you think about all the trees that we need fruit from, their blooms are all hang, held out to the outside so that when they need pollination, they're right there. But immediately upon being pollinated, then the growth comes out to protect the fruit. And that is True. just, I, I don't know, it, it, it's a stunning sequence of events to me. It gives me goosebumps thinking about the way that whole process is working to ensure the production, ensure pollination, and then ensure the safety of the fruit. It's all protected, right? You know one thing that kind of surprised me, and it seems to be a little, seems to be, for whatever reason, it seems to be late this year. We had a customer call. They had bought a bare, bare root apple that had not started. The buds hadn't started pushing on it yet. And so I was, Heather happened to be talking to him, and so 
she was asking me a couple of questions. I said, well, have them go out and, and scrape the bark back and see if it's still green underneath because that's an indication that it's still alive. It just hasn't started doing anything. And then I was out chasing carts down in the parking lot um, that same day, and we've got a decent-sized apple tree in the in one of the median planters in the parking lot. There is it is showing no signs of budding out yet. It, it's it, a it's a late a late variety. Yeah, but it's to, depending to, on to, the variety. Yeah, right? to to look at it, you like God, this, this thing looks dead. It, it's funny because in in our bare root season. The apple trees are the first to bloom. The Anna apples, they oh, are they setting the fruit. Time. They're setting yeah. fruit bare root practically. Yeah. But then some of the apples are also the latest ones to come out. They're the last ones to show. Mm-hmm. In, in our orchard right now, the Anna apple is in full bloom with leaves coming out. Full bloom. Fragrant as all get out. It's wonderful. But the King David is sitting there idle. It's like it's a dead stick. Yeah. Anna, Anna is a pretty incredible for this area, it's a pretty incredible apple. I mean, it it seems like it blooms almost it blooms almost, almost year almost, almost year yeah. round. And, and that's a that's a tree as uh, as Rose was talking about her her deciduous fruit trees not losing leaves. The Anna is hard pressed to lose leaves. Yeah, it just it, it won't it, give up the leaves it, at all. Yeah, it rarely it rarely goes fully dormant in, right. in the in the uh, winter time. And it actually produces a a pretty good sized apple too. When another late sprouter is the, the are the persimmons. My persimmons just have maybe an eighth of an inch of the, the green is just starting to push through the buds. Ours as well. They're, they're very started. late. That's a it, that's funny. That that's a, another tree that this year I I can't believe how many persimmons. I, I don't know I don't know where this run, run on persimmons has come from, but that's one of the most popular fruit trees that we've had this year. It's a wonderful piece of fruit. Well, I'm not gorgeous I'm not, trees. I'm not discounting that at all. But it, low it water, just, it they it they the popularity of them has just skyrocketed. I think in the I last take one, one phone call a day at least for Fuyu uh, persimmons. Do, do you have any Fuyu persimmons? Yeah. So I don't know if there's been, I don't know if there's been public Facebook pu- post pu- and pu- uh, internet publications yeah, or something. something has something has triggered. Uh, it's probably those Fuyu's. guys on the radio. They talk about how good they are. Eat them like an apple, or not. I don't know. I love them. I, I, I do too. I, I, yeah, that's, they're they're good. A, a a ripe persimmon is actually quite tasty. Um, an unripe persimmon, mm, not or so much. or or the astringent type that you don't let get ready. Yeah, not not so good. But yeah. the fuyu isn't isn't that bad. Not before it's ripe. It's it's not like it's just the a little crunchier hachia. with not a lot of flavor. Yeah. Yes. Um, for the people, for the transplants from the Midwest and the East Coast that like peonies, we actually have peonies that will naturalize in San Diego uh, fairly well. I think I I have one that I, I have one in my yard um, that keeps coming back. You haven't croaked I, it yet. No, I haven't croaked it yet. What, uh, and how are you growing it? What's the cultural? It's just in, in in kind of a in kind of a. It's a western expo. It's in a western exposure, but it's under a it's under a big ficus tree, so it's in a kind of a cool, uh, damp area. So um, it's getting it's, shade throughout the morning and into the early pretty afternoon much, yeah, or something? yeah. Okay. Um, but it's a the Ito variety of uh, peonies. The flowers are the flowers are beautiful. I mean, they're about four or five inches across. Um, 
more single, more of a single single flowered peony. Um, but for those of you that for those of you that like peonies, they they actually will do. We used to bring we used to bring peonies in and sell them as annuals because they wouldn't nat the ones that were available wouldn't naturalize. But Monrovia has found the Ito variety of a peony, and they will they will naturalize in this area. And that's. And they, go, go Ito, I T O H. Yes, um, and they come in a, in a few different colors. Um, I think we have two or three different varieties right now. Yeah, and you were saying afternoon shade. I still remember Jim Roop mm-hmm. um, at his house in Prescott had it in the afternoon sun, so it got a little bit of shade in the morning, but the, all the rest of the day it was up on this little hill that got full afternoon sun in Prescott, and it did really it did well. Really there. well. And another plant, and if if you. Another plant for people that like peonies are peony flowered camellias, which I th- I actually think a peony a peony flower form camellia, the flower looks more like a peony than the Ito than an Ito than peony. An Ito peony. I would agree peony. with that. Um, and those are much those are very easy to grow um, and evergreen. They just prefer kind of a shady location. Morning sun, filtered sun. They'll take full sun along the coast. Yeah. not. Do you guys remember the camellia farm that used to be right at the base of Iron Mountain? No, not Iron Mountain. Woodson. Mount Woodson. There used to be a little semicircle offshoot street that went off of the 67 um, to the west and then come back to the 67, and there was a camellia farm in there under the under the oak trees. No, I don't remember that one, but off of Deer Spring, um, up by um, oh, at Deer Springs Road, you go east, and then you take the frontage road. Down like, to Lawrence Welk? Well, that direction? No, you take, take the frontage road south. Oh. Uh, back towards where, was it Plant World? Yes. Yeah, okay. where the, it's now Moon Valley. Um but there was a there was a very small grower in there. It was Howard Asper, and he grew he grew camellias, grew camellias, and he grew I think he grew proteas too. But he was he was tangled up with Descanso Gardens, and I can't remember I can't remember how, but he was he was part of Descanso Gardens and uh, or worked for Descanso Gardens, and that's where the camellia thing came in from. So. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. To the garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. I didn't look the same, but it 
And we're back with more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross and George Allman. Uh, you guys are uh, on the air now. Oh, starting no. today. At this moment, Touch. right now. Oh. Starting today. No, nine, nine, what time? Nine, nine oh, I'm sorry, nine o'clock. Yes. At nine o'clock, the Master Gardener series. Uh, uh, is it videos or, po- or spring? Spring gardening seminars are going to be on online online so they have been pre-taped or pre-recorded or something and they're available from this morning at nine o'clock until sunday night at, at midnight i think midnight or something yeah. like that and i think it's i think it's 35 dollars to register and that gives you unlimited access to all of the, the classes in to the series, all of the right? classes and they cover a variety of topics. I, you guys yeah. did one on citrus, I believe. And, and there's it? a there's a, there's workshops, and we did we did one on we did citrus banter with George citrus and banter. David. That's what we should call it, citrus banter. There you go. Yeah. So uh, check that out at the uh, at the Master Gardener. I don't have the actual website. Here, if you Google San Diego Master Gardeners, Gardeners you'll find Master it. Gardener San Diego. It comes right up. You will find it. Um, couple other things oh you know one thing that people have been asking about a lot recently is tarragon they want to grow tarragon um in their herb gardens and we have not had it for we have not had it for a few weeks and i think we're the last i heard we're looking that's probably two or three weeks out still and and somebody may one of our suppliers may have it sooner we may get it in sooner It, it likes warm weather it grows faster when the weather is hotter so Usually when we get it this early, and there was some a little bit earlier in the season, it's very small. But if you're going to make good soup, I think you have to have proper fresh French tarragon. I'm, I'm not sure. You know, the only thing, I like tarragon. I, I do like tarragon, but it's not a very good looking plant. No. No. No, no it's it, not. It, it's, but, um, Put it in the back of the herb garden. Yeah, it's nothing to get excited about. Mrs. Right. Spittler used to make the best French sorrel soup. Oh, I like sorrel And she soup. would use, um, I'm pretty sure she had tarragon in her French sorrel soup. Uh, it was delish. I think that, I think that's one of the ingredients in Bernays sauce, too. The sorrel or the tarragon? The tarragon, yeah. Um, some of the other stuff that that's out there in the um, vegetables right now, art, we've got artichokes, and they're really nice artichokes that are, that are out there right now. And it's been a while, but... I actually grew some artichokes. I was I didn't realize how big they get. They they <laughs> require space. If you have a limited garden if you have limited garden space, not a don't good put choice. the artichoke in there. I, not I a good tell choice. people that when they're when they're walking, they're grabbing like a six pack of artichokes. I yeah. say, you know, these get pretty big and they come back year after year. The, they're the, a big plant. Yeah. Well the, I've got I've got some room in, in a box. Let's uh, get big. And productivity what? per square foot, you don't get that much out of an artichoke for all the space. But it's it a takes. beautiful, it's a beautiful plant, though. It's gorgeous. I mean, so, it's a really so make nice it plant. part of your edible landscape and put it out in the in the landscape area, but not in your smaller vegetable area. My, my youngest son was trying to clean up my hill where there's the bull thistle that looks a lot like an artichoke. Oh, yeah. Yes, and he took out my artichoke, thinking it was one of the weedy. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, one of the bull thistles up there. Um, the other the other tip for arti- for growing artichokes is put down put down some sluggo plus around the base of them cuz they are they are 
earwig magnets. Yes. They will earwigs will get into them and then once they once the earwigs get into the flower heads there's really not you know, much you can do. I I'm a big fan of tedious fruits, but I just don't get artichokes. Oh, I, I don't love, think they taste bad. I just don't see how they're worth it. I love them. And I'll go through, as a matter of fact, I just bought a bag of sunflower seeds at Grocery Outlet yesterday. I'll I'll go through the work and effort of sunflower seeds, but I don't understand artichokes. Could somebody explain I, that to me? They're not that they're they're not that hard to do. They're, the the way we've been doing them recently is um you, you cut the stem a little cut the stem off so that there's a, so that it's fresh. Take a pair of kitchen shears and snip the tips off of the the sharp tips off of all of the I guess it's a pest. It's probably a sepal, I guess. Uh, cut it, cut it straight in half. Sprinkle some peppercorns into into the into the to the folds. Pot, into the into the folds. Um, put them in a put them in a big pot with a couple inches of water, uh, a bay leaf, some more peppercorns, and a couple of slices of lemon. Boil them for about forty five minutes, and you're good to go. And what do I have when I'm done with all of that? You have some really tasty little things that you can see. I like you can you squeegee them between your you teeth. Squeegee them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I like just going to the store and getting the little jar of marinated artichoke hearts. I like those a great. Oh, deal. you get and you and you yeah. do get the artichoke heart as well. That I like, but the work that you just described is much like you eating beets or something. I just <laughs> I, I don't get it. I wish that we were on camera right now, so you could see my face as I look at you with incredulity. <laughs> I just don't get it. I don't get it. Some parts are edible, so this flower is. I did think that the one time I tried artichoke that it tasted kind of like sunflower seed, that little base of the shield, the squeegee. Right. The squeegee The squeegee portion. thing, but right. it's just, what the Well, then there's the all point? the dipping sauces that you can make to go with it. So too, what you're so. saying is you use the artichoke, that little it's leaf. It's a means. It, it, it's a delivery a device. Delivery a system. delivery device for some type of <laughs> some sauce. Some type of dip. Okay. Yeah. Like french fries and ketchup. Okay. There you go. Okay. There you go. So- I have cheese at home, and on occasion I will take out a slice of bread, put a little butter on it, put cheese on it, throw it in the microwave, and melt cheese over the top. It's kind of like that. If you put, It was a plain piece of bread, but now that I've dumped all sorts of bad stuff on it, it tastes great. Right. So that's what the artichoke is? It's just a delivery system? It could be. It could be. Okay. One other thing that we've got right now is we have, um, have horseradish in, in gallon containers. And if you haven't grown horseradish, it's super easy to grow. It's also somewhat invasive, um, but prep- preparing fresh horseradish is is super easy to do. I don't have the recipe with me right now, oh, but thank I'll, br- goodness. I'll bring it next week. We're just about done here. Um, you've been listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We'll be back with another hour of Garden Talk next Saturday morning. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery.
This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery.